0: You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word today. There's a name which is above every name, and we're going to exalt that name this morning. Take your Bible, turn to Isaiah chapter 61. During our Sunday school hour, uh, Pastor Evans WAS HANGING OUT RIGHT AROUND ISAIAH CHAPTER 61. I SAID, JIM, DON'T GO THERE, DON'T GO THERE. HE WENT AHEAD, HE WENT AFTER, BUT HE DIDN'T HIT CHAPTER 61. PRAISE THE LORD. ISAIAH CHAPTER 61. I'VE ENTITLED THE MESSAGE THIS MORNING, JESUS, THE HEALER OF BROKEN HEARTS. ISAIAH CHAPTER 61. PROPHECY GIVEN BY ISAIAH, 700 years before the son of god burst onto the scenes the spirit of god is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might, that he might, be glorified. Heavenly Father, I pray so much that you would guard the words that come out of my mouth. Father, that you would bind Satan from this church today. Father, that we would hear and we would hear clearly the word of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now take your Bible. Let's go to the fulfillment of that prophecy in Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, and here we will see that the Lord Jesus is the fulfillment of that prophecy that we just read from Isaiah. Luke chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. Are you there? Give me an amen. amen. And he, the Lord Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was... HE WENT INTO THE SYNAGOGUE ON THE SABBATH DAY. ONE THING YOU WILL ALWAYS FIND IS THAT THE LORD JESUS WENT TO CHURCH ON THE LORD'S DAY. HE WAS ALWAYS THERE. AND STOOD UP FOR TO READ. AND THERE WAS DELIVERED UNTO HIM THE BOOK OF THE PROPHET ISAIAH, AND WHEN HE HAD OPENED THE BOOK HE FOUND THE PLACE WHERE IT WAS WRITTEN, THAT PLACE WE JUST READ FROM, THE SPIRIT OF THE LORD IS UPON ME because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Verse 20, And he closed the book, and he gave it to the minister, and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. I wish I could say that when I preached. And he began to say unto them, This day, this day, is this scripture fulfilled in your ears, And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth and they said is not this Joseph's son so the Bible makes it very clear that the Lord Jesus was the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy who was Isaiah prophesying about he was prophesying about the coming of the Messiah Christ jesus was the messiah the spirit of the lord was upon him and jesus said that god hath anointed him listen don't ever be mistaken as to who the lord jesus christ was oh he was a prophet but he was much more than a prophet he was the son of god the messiah the promised savior of the world he is the gospel not just that he preached the gospel he is the gospel what is the gospel that christ died for our sin according to the scripture that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture this is the gospel the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor let me tell you something here today jesus is the only way he's the only truth and he's the only life no man will ever come to the father except through jesus christ he is not a way he is the way PERIOD, OF ALL THE 10,000 RELIGIONS THAT ARE IN THE WORLD TODAY, THERE IS ONLY ONE PERSON THAT WILL TAKE YOU TO HEAVEN, ONLY ONE PERSON THAT CAN FORGIVE YOU OF YOUR SIN, AND THAT IS THE FULFILLMENT OF ISAIAH'S PROPHECY, JESUS SAID, I AM HE. MY SHEEP HEAR MY VOICE, AND I WHAT? KNOW THEM. AND THEY FOLLOW ME, AND I GIVE UNTO THEM, Aren't you thankful he didn't say, I give it to them temporary life? I give it to them what kind of life? I give it to them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my Father's hand. My Father who gave it to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hands. Then the Jews, the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Why? They didn't realize that he was the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. They took up stones to stone him. Jesus answered, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of these works do ye stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but but for blasphemy, because thou, being a man, makest thyself out God. See, they knew exactly who Jesus was claiming to be. Not a God, but the God, the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. He was the Messiah Christ. He was the anointed one. He was the gospel himself. Not only was the Lord Jesus all of these, the Lord hath appointed me, but he was the great physician. You may remember the story how the Jesus was in this home and he was having dinner, HIS DISCIPLES WERE THERE, AND A WHOLE CROWD HAD GATHERED TOGETHER INTO THIS HOME. WHO WERE THE INDIVIDUALS THAT WERE ATTRACTED TO JESUS CHRIST? PUBLICANS, HARLOTS, AND SINNERS. WHAT WOULD YOU THINK IF I HAD A GET TOGETHER AT MY HOUSE AND I INVITED PUBLICANS, HARLOTS, AND SINNERS? WHAT WOULD YOU THINK OF YOUR PREACHER? something to think about, isn't it? I like what someone said, that the church is a hospital for sinners. And here you had the self-righteous Pharisees, and when they saw all the people that were attracted to the Lord Jesus Christ, his disciples, and then all the, the publicans, the harlots, and the sinners, they gasped. And they said, this man eateth with publicans and sinners. And the Lord Jesus, knowing their thoughts, SAID THIS, THEY THAT ARE WHOLE NEED NOT A PHYSICIAN, BUT THEY THAT ARE SICK. I WANT TO TELL YOU SOMETHING, FOLKS. WE'RE ALL SICK WITH THE DISEASE OF SIN. They THEY THAT ARE WHOLE NEED NOT A PHYSICIAN, BUT THEY THAT ARE SICK. I CAME NOT TO CALL THE RIGHTEOUS, BUT SINNERS UNTO REPENTANCE. He was the anointed one. He was the gospel. He is the great physician. He is the one who can heal the broken heart and set the captives free. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. David wrote in Psalm chapter 34 The Lord is nigh, He is very near. He is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. How many of you here have ever had a broken heart? I have. He is near unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as be of a, listen, contrite spirit. This morning in Sunday school, Jim, you used the word contrite, I believe, three or four times. The word contrite means a heart afflicted by guilt. Do you know why we feel guilty? You know why I got saved at the age of five? Because I fell under the guilt of my sin. My heart became, at five years old, my heart became contrite before the Lord. And you know what it became contrite over? Stealing cookies from the cookie jar. Now that's really something to get contrite over. But at the age of five, that was a big deal that that was the sin that the lord convicted me of as mrs grover began to share the gospel with us as children my heart became contrite before the lord the lord is near nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save save such as be of a contrite spirit listen to come to the lord in salvation and be healed from your sin sickness, you have to become contrite before him. You have to fall under the guilt of your sin before you will reach out to the Savior. David continued to write in Psalm, He healeth the brokenhearted, and he bindeth up their wounds. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are what? Heavy laden and I will give you, I will give you rest. I'm here today to preach to you that Jesus can and will deliver those who are held captive by sin's controlling power in their life. You know, we talk about rehabilitation, guess what? Rehabilitation doesn't work very well, but transformation works every time. And he spake these words, the gospel. And many believed on him. Then said Jesus to the Jews which believe on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make Make you free. Now, the new translations of the Bible say set you free. There's a difference between being set free and being made free. We are made free in Christ. They answered. Listen to this answer. We be Abraham's seed. We were never, we were never in bondage to any man. That shows you the spiritual deception that can come on someone because at that time they were under the bondage of the Roman Empire. They didn't even recognize it. See, there's a lot of people that are in bondage and they don't even recognize that they are in bondage. That they do need to be set free. We be Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Listen, church. Whoso committeth sin is the servant of sin. They can't break away from it. That's their nature. As As a dog returns to his vomit and a pig to its wallowing in the mire. They can't help but sin because they are sinners. Whoso commit a sin is the servant of sin. If the Son, and He repeats it, if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I want to tell you, there's three wonderful aspects about salvation. It's called justification, sanctification, and glorification. We're not going to take time to look up all the verses that have to do with that, but just let me tell you this justification is being set free from the penalty of your sin praise the Lord when you trusted Christ there was that spiritual healing that took place you were justified sanctification is being set free from the power of sin glorification hallelujah I'm looking forward to that is when we are set free from the very presence of sin itself won't that be a glorious day So Jesus can and he will deliver those who are held captive by sin's controlling power. Listen to what the Bible says, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to set the prisoner free. Let me tell you, listen, if you're here today and you are held by the chains of sin, there's only one who can set you free, and that's Jesus Christ. You need to come to him today. JESUS CAN AND WILL. HE WILL OPEN THE EYES OF THOSE THAT ARE SPIRITUALLY BLIND. THE PROPHECY SAYS to, TO GIVE RECOVERY OF SIGHT TO THE BLIND. REMEMBER WHEN PAUL WAS ARRESTED FOR PREACHING THE GOSPEL. HE IS BROUGHT BEFORE KING AGRIPPA. HOW MANY REMEMBER THIS STORY? And he talks about how he had not been disobedient to his heavenly vision. He's basically just telling the king, I was just obeying God. I was just preaching the gospel that he said. Listen, listen to how he described the gospel. The gospel to open their eyes. To open their, the, the eyes of blind people. To open their eyes to turn them, that's repentance, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. And then he goes in to describe that heavenly vision that he received and the very purpose for which he was preaching the gospel. He shares his life testimony with King Agrippa, remember? And when he's finished giving his testimony... I believe these are some of the saddest words in all the scripture, King Agrippa looks at him and says, almost, almost, thou hast persuaded me to be a Christian. Can you think of anything sadder than that? The only other verse that I can think in the Bible that's sadder sadder than that verse is is when the Lord Jesus says, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. Almost. Thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And then Paul responded, I wish that everybody I shared the gospel with would be persuaded to be a Christian. Jesus can and he will free, free those who are imprisoned, bruised, and hurt by the effects of sin. You you know why God doesn't want us to sin? Because he knows how damaging sin is to us. HE'S NOT TRYING TO RESTRICT OUR FREEDOM OR TO HOLD US BACK FROM EXPRESSING OURSELVES. HE LOVES US, AND THAT'S WHY HE SAYS, DON'T SIN. STOP SINNING. BECAUSE IT HAS A NEGATIVE, IMPRISONING, BRUISING EFFECT ON INDIVIDUALS. TO OPEN THE PRISON DOORS. HE'S NOT TALKING ABOUT LITERAL PRISON DOORS. HE'S TALKING ABOUT THE PRISON DOORS OF SIN. TO OPEN THE PRISON DOORS TO THEM THAT ARE BOUND To preach deliverance to the captives. Think of how many people today are held captive by their sin. They're held captive to drugs and to alcohol. They're they're held captive to immorality. I mean, go down, they're just they're they're in bondage. They're held by the chains of their sin. Romans chapter 6, what an amazing chapter Romans chapter 6 is. I wish all of us knew it and would camp out there for a while. But Paul says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What? God forbid. God has given us grace. We don't have to live in the bondage to sin as a believers. He goes on to say there in this chapter that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now, if you're unredeemed... If you've never come to Christ for salvation I understand that but if you have come to Christ for salvation that old man that you used to be is dead he has been crucified I am so sick and tired of hearing that old man is still alive in your life that old man is not alive in your life you have been redeemed by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ you're not dragging him around anymore you are a new creature in Christ stop using that old man as a reason as an excuse for living in the bondage of sin you have been set free that the body of sin might be destroyed why because the old man was crucified with Christ that henceforth we should not serve sin for he that is dead that old man is dead is free from sin reckon yourselves therefore to be dead indeed unto sin But alive unto God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. He goes on to say that we have been made free from sin. Being made free from sin, we have become the servants of righteousness. And we should have our fruit unto holiness. Unto holiness, a very unpopular doctrine today. Our fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. So Jesus can and he will set you free from that imprisonment, from that bondage, from being bruised and hurt by the effects of sin in your life. If I could ask for testimonies to be given right now, many of you could stand and give a testimony of how sin so damaged your life until you turned it over to Jesus Christ. Jesus can and will give you beauty for ashes. You know, when something turns to ashes, it's completely destroyed. Think of how people have completely destroyed their lives. He will take a destroyed life, a life of ashes, and he can bring beauty from it. Only the Lord can do that. He can take mourning and in its place give you the oil of joy. He can give you an armor, a a garment of praise, for the spirit of heaviness. Next, I can't wait till next Next week's message is a lot better than this one. <laughs> I can't wait to get to next week's message. Because we're going to delve into what does it mean that he will exchange ashes for beauty. Mourning for the oil of gladness. To exchange that garment of heaviness and give us a garment of praise. You need to make sure you're here next week for that. But Jesus will strengthen you. If you go back to Isaiah, go back to Isaiah chapter 61. And look at the last ending of that verse 3. But Jesus can, he will strengthen you, and he will make you like a tree. Some of us are more like reeds. But he said, I will make you like a tree... A what kind of tree? A tree of what? I can't hear you. What? A tree of righteousness. As that exchangement takes place, he said, I will make you a tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth away sinners, in the way of sinners, sitteth and of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law shall he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water the planting of the lord he will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither listen to this and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper when i think of the lord taking us who are we're, we're, we're so weak and we're so frail but he comes in with his strength and he strengthens us i think about this willow tree that we used to have in our backyard when we lived at Lansing Avenue. Many of you have been to our former residence. We had a pond in our backyard. Back in 2000, 74,000 gallons of gasoline spilled into that pond in our backyard. That's where everything was stopped and everything was dammed so it wouldn't go down into the Grand River. And uh, they brought in all kinds of heavy equipment. Now this this tree was a willow tree. And this tree was one of the largest trees I've ever seen in my life. I'll will t- tell you every spring I had to go and clean up all the branches. They're a messy tree. But it was a beautiful tree. It was huge. I don't think 3 of us men could have reached around the girth of this tree. I always thought, you know what? That tree was here probably when the pilgrims came. Seriously. I can't imagine the storms that that tree had had weathered. Now here it is, this tree. Are you still with me? Here's this tree sitting in 74,000 gallons of gasoline. Now don't you think that would kill that tree? I mean, that that is exactly what I thought. This gas spill is going to kill that tree. Then they came in with all their heavy equipment. They had backhoes in there, they had bulldozers in there, and we were watching them as they were cleaning out this pond and taking everything away in contaminated barrels, putting it into a, a, a landfill waste area. And I watched as this bulldozer operator flung his bulldozer around and took a huge gouge out of, out of the side of, of that tree. And this is what I thought. That's it. (laughs) There is no way this tree is going to survive sucking up all that gasoline and this huge gouge that was taken out of that tree. But you know what? That tree is still standing there today. It is amazing. And if you would go and look at it, you could hardly see where that bulldozer operator gouged the side of that tree. I want to tell you something. If you'll turn to the Lord with all of your heart, through all the trials and adversities in life, you will be like a tree. You will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. David said, my soul melteth in heaviness, strengthen thou me according to thy word. Lord, man, I need you. I need your strength. I need to be that tree of righteousness. I need to be that planting OF THE LORD, BUT THE GOD OF ALL GRACE, WHO HATH CALLED US INTO HIS ETERNAL GLORY BY CHRIST JESUS, AFTER THAT ye HAVE SUFFERED A WHILE, MAKE YOU STABLISHED, STRENGTHEN, AND SETTLE YOU. FOR THIS THING PAUL SAID, I BESOUGHT THE LORD THRICE, THAT IT MIGHT DEPART FROM ME. BUT HE SAID, MY GRACE IS... YOU WANT TO BE LIKE A TREE? YOU WANT TO BE SOMEONE WHO'S NOT TOSSED TO AND FRO AND CARRIED ABOUT BY EVERY WIND? That's what I want to be. I don't want to be a wind that blows over in the storm and is uprooted. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for my strength. Not our strength. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul said his response, Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. And then he ends it, For when I am weak, then I am what? I am that tree planted by the rivers of water. The planting of the Lord. I thought, this is what I'll do. I'm going to look up that word strengthen in the Bible. How many times have some of you been down slowly and said, man, I need the Lord to strengthen me. Man, I need him to help me. So I looked up that word strength, and I read every reference to strength in the Bible, and this is what I found. I found that God promises that He will strengthen our, he will strengthen our hands, he will strengthen our arms, he will strengthen our mouth, and he will even strengthen our heart. If you're here today and you need you feel weak and vulnerable and frail i'm here to tell you if you'll draw upon the lord he'll draw nigh unto you and he will strengthen you and he'll make you like that strong tree fear not for i'm with thee be not dismayed for i am thy god i will did he say i may he said i will strengthen thee i will help thee I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So I'm here to tell you today, if you have a heavy heart, if you need an exchangement to take place, that's what we're going to talk about next week. God's exchange program. If you need an exchange to take place in your life, if you need beauty for ashes, if you need the oil of joy for your mourning, if you need to be clothed with a garment a praise the same promise that God gave to the nation of Israel we can claim it today you want to know why because their god is our god he is the same come on now he is the same yes. yesterday today, today and forever. Israel's God is my God. What he promised them, he promises me as well. If the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, you have these promises that you can cling to. And this is what I'm going to tell you here today. You need to embrace them. You need to embrace the promises. Listen, if you don't embrace them and live according to them, you will not be a tree of righteousness. You, listen, you will literally be blown over. How many remember the little parable that Jesus taught about either your life can be built upon a rock or it can be built upon the sifting sands of this world? When the winds come and the storms blow and beat upon the house that's on the rock, it stands firm. Why? Because it's like that tree, the planting of the Lord. It is rooted in Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you today, get your life rooted in Christ. And no matter what the storms are, you'll stand. The me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Who's the me? Hello? Oh, Lord are they here today? or uh, Who's the me? He's the me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to deliver the captives. AND RECOVERING OF SIGHT TO THE BLIND, TO SET AT LIBERTY THEM THAT ARE BRUISED BY SIN, TO PREACH THE ACCEPTABLE YEAR OF OUR LORD. HE CLOSED THE BOOK, GAVE IT TO THE MINISTER, SET DOWN, THE EYES OF ALL THEM WERE FASTENED UPON HIM, AND HE SAID UNTO THEM THIS DAY, IS THE SCRIPTURE FULFILLED IN YOUR EARS. THEN JESUS GOES INTO A MESSAGE. And as he began to preach the message of who he was and why he came, if you'll get to the end of that chapter, you'll see what they did. They drove him out of the city. Either you are going to drive Christ out of your life, or you are going to embrace him today. You're going to have one or two responses. as I look at these verses, they remind me that we are all going to go through times of adversity in our lives. We're going to go through hardship, we're going to go through times of mourning, there is going to be sorrow that comes into our life, but listen, don't ever forget the me has a remedy. I have come to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. As I was meditating on this portion of scriptures, Isaiah's prophecy, the fulfillment of that in Christ, how Christ has literally fulfilled that promise in my life, I began to think about a passage of scripture that just popped into my mind how he is a balm, a balm for a troubled soul. The me is Christ, the me is the Messiah and he runs to our aid. Matter of fact, the Bible says this, he comes with healing in his wings. He doesn't he doesn't just run to our aid, he flies to our aid reminds me of the prodigal son as he went and lived in riotous living and was held captive by sin and sin's effect on his life but then he realized I need to go home and when the prodigal son went home Bible doesn't say he was running home but the Bible says his father was running to him I'm here to tell you, if if you will just get a handle today on how sin has affected your life and the destruction that is brought into your life, only a fool would not run to Jesus. But as you go to him, he's flying to your aid. Yes, we'll go through difficult times in our lives. A lot of those difficult times we have brought upon ourselves because we just simply did not obey God but whether we've brought it upon ourselves or other individuals have brought it into our life or it's just the culture in which we're living, Jesus is a balm. He's a balm. The prophet Jeremiah. Okay, I was talking to someone this week. I was trying to remember who I was talking to. Rob, was that you? Were you the one that had been reading the book of Jeremiah? Okay, you were the one. It just came to me just like that. As Rob and I were talking about the book of Jeremiah, it's like you're reading about the United States of America. It's incredible. And so the prophet Jeremiah, he is the weeping prophet. He is mourning over the spiritual condition of the nation of Israel. He is taken back by their perpetual backsliding. So that's what perpetual backs, they just continue to backslide. He talks about them as being a hard-hearted nation. I'm going to tell you, our backslidings are many. And we have become a very hard-hearted nation. I think you can see that even in invitations that are given in churches. Most churches don't even give an invitation anymore. You know why most churches don't give an invitation? It's not because the preacher doesn't want to. He just knows that no one will ever come forward. Their hearts have become hard. Isaiah said when, when, when confronted with their sin, they refused to repent. They hold fast to their deceit. They rejected the word of the Lord. The false prophets were prophesied peace, peace, when there was no peace. They had committed abominations and were not ashamed, neither did they blush. I couldn't help but thinking of abortion and sodomy. We can't even blush over these sins anymore. And now those of us who stand against those sins, we are the immoral ones. They have committed abominations and were not ashamed, neither could they blush. In their thirst for God, God gave them gall to drink because they had sinned against the Lord God. THEY LOOKED FOR PEACE, BUT NONE CAME. ISN'T THAT EXACTLY WHAT WE'RE DOING TODAY? WE'RE LOOKING FOR PEACE. IT'S NOT COMING. THEY SOUGHT HEALING, BUT ONLY EXPERIENCED TROUBLE. THEY WERE SPIRITUALLY BLIND AND KNEW NOT THAT THIS WAS THE JUDGMENT OF GOD UPON THEM. WE DON'T EVEN REALIZE THAT GOD'S HAND OF JUDGMENT IS UPON OUR NATION. Here's, HERE'S WHAT'S HAPPENED TO OUR NATION. As God has removed his hand of blessing, it's given Satan free course to run. Jeremiah in chapter 8, after telling and expressing the backslidings and the hardness of heart of the nation of Israel, he says these words. Please listen. Some of you, I want you to wake up right now. Please listen to this. He said, the harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. For the hurt, for the hurt. They didn't realize how their sin was hurting them. For the hurt, that's how blind that they were. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. He said, I am black. He was dressed in mourning. When they used to mourn, they dressed in black. Sat cloth and what? Ashes. He will exchange those ashes for beauty if we'll turn to him. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. I'm hurt when I see what's going on in our land. Are you hurt? I am in black. I've dressed myself in black. My wife and I were talking about this on the way to church. He said, astonishment, astonishment have taken hold of me. What was he, what was he so astonished about? How quickly the nation had fallen from God. I, I stand in astonishment myself of how quickly our nation has fallen away from God. And then he says this, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? I'm going to tell you something. There was a bomb in Gilead, and there was a physician there. The only thing, they didn't go to him. Beth Faith called me this morning, and she said, Would you please pray? One of her children had woken up with a huge swelling on the side of their face right here. And so she didn't know what to do. She said, would you pray for Evra? She said, the only thing I know to do, I need to take him to the hospital. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Oh, there was. But they didn't go to him. And that's the problem we have today. We're not going to the great physician. WHO HAS PROMISED TO HEAL THE BROKENHEARTED, TO RELEASE THOSE THAT ARE HELD IN PRISON AND CAPTIVE BY THEIR SIN. WHY THEN IS NOT THE HEALTH OF THE DAUGHTER OF MY PEOPLE RECOVERED? WHY NOT? IF THERE'S A balm THERE, IF THERE'S A PHYSICIAN THERE, WHY ARE THE DAUGHTERS OF MY PEOPLE NOT RECOVERED? OH, THAT MY HEAD WERE WATERS AND MY EYES were a fountain of tears that I may weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Why? Gilead was an area that was just east of the Jordan River. It was very well known for the spices and the ointments that would come out of that area of the world. But it was best known for this very beautiful, aromatic balm which they used for all kinds of medicinal purposes. They used it as an anti-inflammatory. They used it to strengthen the immune system. They they used it for skin health, for rashes, for wounds, for cuts, for scrapes. They would make it into a liquid form, and they'd use it for diarrhea, for upset stomach. It could soothe uh, sore throats, and it could heal all kinds of different diseases. When I thought about that, I thought about some moringa that I bought from the Philippines about three years ago. The reason I bought it is because when I go to the Philippines, I'm preaching three, four, five times a day. I lose my voice. Someone said to me, boy, Pastor, your voice is strong. My voice is strong, but it's not enduring. And when I preach that much, I lose my, my voice. And so... They have all this stuff for you to gargle with and suck on and uh, I think it was Pastor Dungey told me I should get some of this. V-Moringa. Listen to what it cures. Hemorrhoids. That was not my problem. Skin disease, wounds, joint pain, muscle cramps, nerve and muscle pain, back pain, arthritis, stiff neck minor strains and stresses, stress and fatigue, insect bites, mouth sores, pimples. Pimples. Gum problems, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, stomach ache, ache. toothache, headache, clogged nose. I guess you sniff it too, I don't know. Colds and fevers. It's really small print. Excuse me here. Uh, Stimulates hair growth. Some of you need this. (laughs) Diarrhea and sore throat. I don't think they could get any more on the label. Can I tell you something about this moringa? It does not work. Snake oil. What a sales pitch. It does not work. I want you to know something. There is a balm in Gilead that does. Remember the song, There is a balm in Gilead? There is a balm in Gilead that makes the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead That heals the sin sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and deep I feel the pain. In prayers the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the wounded soul. You know how I know that this doesn't work? Because I tried it. You know why some of you think that Jesus doesn't work? You've never tried him. He is the great physician. He can and will heal this sin sick soul. But Jeremiah said they refused, he was there. He wanted to be their physician. O oh Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. Well that reminds me of a lot of people. They have made their faces, listen, harder than a rock and they refuse to return. The great physician, the anointed one, the me, the one upon whom the Spirit of the Lord is, he wants to anoint you with that balm of healing. Maybe it's a balm for salvation, There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. The Lord hath anointed me to preach the gospel. I'll tell you something. There's only one thing that will heal a person from their sin. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is a balm in Gilead that besides salvation... Can heal the wounded soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and deep I feel the pain. In prayers, the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the wounded soul. The wounded soul. Oh you may be saved and you may have received that balm and salvation but what about right now? Has your life been wounded by sin? Isaiah goes on to say turn unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other. Remember what All of Jesus' disciples left. And he looks at Peter. And he said, are you going to go away also? I can imagine the brokenness in Jesus' voice. Are you going to go away also? Peter said, where else are we going to go? You only. You only have the words of eternal life. Will you just stop trying all the things that the world tells you to try? Because it does not work. Do you ever think today the medical medical community doesn't want to heal? Only treat? Jesus doesn't just treat. He heals. He has borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. None else can heal all the soul's diseases. No, not one. No, not one. No friend like him is so high and holy. No, not one. No, not one. And yet no friend is so meek and lowly. No, not one. No, not one. There's not an hour that he is not near us. No, not one. No, not one. No night so dark but his love can cheer us. No, not one. No, not one. Did ever saint find this friend forsake him? No, not one. No, not one. Or sinner find? Or sinner find that he would not take him? No, not one. No, not one. Was there a gift like the Savior given? No, not one. No, not one. WILL HE REFUSE US A HOME IN HEAVEN? NO, NOT ONE. NO, NOT ONE. JESUS, JESUS KNOWS ALL ABOUT OUR STRUGGLES. HE WILL GUIDE TILL THE DAY IS DONE. THERE'S NOT A FRIEND LIKE THE LOWLY JESUS. NO, NOT ONE. NO, NOT ONE. CHRIST HAS COME TO HEAL THE BROKENHEARTED, TO GIVE BEAUTY FOR ASHES, THE JOY OF MOURNING, Joy for mourning, the spirit of praise for heaviness, and to liberate you and set you free. Grace for your grief. Who wouldn't accept that? For in that Himself hath suffered being tempted. He is able to succor them that are tempted because He is touched with all the feelings of our infirmities. I think you all know that my wife had 10 children. She nursed every one of our children. Now I've watched as my children have had children. There's one thing that I've observed over the years and that is when a child is all worked up and all in a tizzy one of the ways to calm them down is to put them on the breast of their mother when a father can't do anything with a child he says honey nurse this kid (laughs) right dads to which the mothers reply you nurse him Nurse this kid. Calm this kid down. Soothe him. He's all upset. There's nothing I could do. Nurse him. So the mother takes that child. Sometimes that child is just going, ah, ah, ah. you know, he's just, we try to stick a pacifier, his mouth. spits the pacifier out. Yes or no? Nothing he can do except put that child on the breast every time. Whew, calms that child right down. And then as the child begins to grow and gets to where they can toddle around and walk and fall over and hurt themselves. Dad's there, and he goes, oh, honey, honey, come here, come here. And the kid runs right past you, right to his mom. (laughs) You know why? Because that kid knows who to go to. That kid knows who can calm the troubled soul. THEY WON'T GO TO YOU, BUT MY, THEY'LL GO TO MOM. IS THERE A HEART or BOUND BY SORROW? IS THERE A LIFE WEIGHED DOWN WITH CARE COME TO THE CROSS? EACH BURDEN buried. ALL YOUR ANXIETIES LEAVE IT THERE. NO OTHER FRIEND SO SWIFT TO HEAR YOU. NO OTHER FRIEND SO QUICK TO HEAR. NO OTHER PLACE TO LEAVE YOUR BURDEN. No other one to hear your prayer. Come that at once delay no longer. Hear his entreaty, kind and sweet. You need not fear a disappointment. You will find peace at the mercy seat. All your anxiety and all your care bring to the mercy seat. Leave it there. Never a burden he cannot bear. Never a friend like Jesus. If the world from you withholds of its silver and its gold and you have to get along with meager fare, just remember in his word how he feeds the little bird. Take your burden to the Lord and what? If your body suffers pain and your health you can't regain and your soul is almost sinking in despair, Jesus knows the pain you feel. He can save. He can heal. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. When your enemies assail and your heart begins to fail, don't forget that God in heaven answers prayer. He will make a way for you. He will lead you safely through. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. When your youthful days are gone and old age, is creeping on. And your body bends beneath the weight of care. He will never leave you then. He'll go with you to the end. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Leave it there, leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, he will surely bring you out. Take your burden. To the Lord and leave it there. All we will face seasons of mourning and sorrow, but Jesus is there to apply his balm to our troubled soul. So if every head bowed, every